Queen, and welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. I'm here with the mayor of Bethlehem, Willie Reynolds. Mayor Reynolds, it's an honor to have you here today. It is, it is great to be here. It is a uh, special part of our community, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation today. Yes, and, and mostly I want you to give us the information so I could rest my voice a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to, before anything, before, before we go inside the, the nitty-gritty of everything, I want you to let our audience know a bit more about you. Yeah. Mayor Reynolds, the leader, Mayor Reynolds, the mayor, and Mayor Reynolds, a family man. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Bethlehem, and it's been a wonderful place to be my whole life. And I grew up, and I went to Liberty High School and Moravian University, and just the, the, the communities are always meant a lot to me. And the city that I grew up in, the neighborhood I grew up in, was one that was very close, but also was one that there was always change going on. And I think that the story of any year or any city is always that idea of change. And, you know, we have a lot that are that's changing in the city of Bethlehem, a lot for the better, um, but also a lot that is pro, that are, it's providing people some nervousness and some anxiety, especially as we exit out of the pandemic. Um, and what we are focused on in City Hall is that idea that we talk about a lot is how do you build a city where everyone can be successful? And we are both a city that is seeing incredible revitalization, but we also have a lot of families and folks that are struggling. And we have people that have been here for 70 years, but we also have people that are here for a month. And we're trying to balance out that idea that a city can be everything for everybody. And, uh, you know, since you asked about it, you know, it is, you know, one of the things that I'm most excited about on my personal, in my personal side. Yes, yes. Is, is that, is That's that, what I want. That's what I want. Yes, your yes, side. yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, you know, my, uh, my wonderful wife. Natalie is expecting our first child Whoa. In, 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 in two months and uh, in, in August. And I think I uh, people told me this was going to happen, but you really start to look at some things differently. And I thought being in Bethlehem my whole life that I was going to always look at things. I thought, ah, I've kinda, I know how I'm going to look at them. Mm-hmm. But now I look at schools differently. I look at sidewalks differently. <laughs> I, look at, I look at everything differently in the best way possible. And we're super excited. You know, I'm looking at that the same right now because I'm going to be a grandma. Congratulations. So you're going to be a first-time yeah. dad, and yeah. my son is going to be a first-time dad. Yeah. And the thing is, it's a difference because I'm from Puerto Rico, and my son's wife is from is from Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. So my grandson is going to be Puerto Rican and Bengali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to speak that. But anyway, it's so different, and, and, and I understand the difficulties to try and, and, and unite, but it's so beautiful it when you understand that this unity in love. And, and, and yeah. tell me your vision for Bethlehem and, and how this powerful, like this diversity and yeah. beautiful city brings so much to each other. You know, people are people, and mm-hmm. I think we all we all want the same things. And I, you know, before I did this, I was a teacher, and one thing that I learned was that idea that you know everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be secure. Everybody wants to feel valued. And you know, our vision for the city of Bethlehem is that we don't have to make those choices that people often think you need to make about what your city is. That you can ha- you can bring investment into your city, but also make sure that it works for people 
that don't have a lot of money, that you can have high quality public schools, but they're not segregated by money, where it's only for those people that have enough money to live in a nice neighborhood or in mm. a nice in a nice suburb or something like that. And, you know, it's a challenge, but that's the lens by which we look at everything, is, is that there are things that have worked for everybody. And I look at Bethlehem Steel. Bethlehem Steel was the, you know, the biggest company in America, but it also gave, it also gave jobs to people that had no education, that came here from all over the world. And they got an opportunity to build a family and build and pay for their house and send their kids to college or send their kids to work at the steel or get a blue collar job that paid well. And that promise, you know, we talk about it sometimes, that promise of Bethlehem is the same as the promise of America, that if you work hard, things will work out. It's the most basic idea that we have. And it's also the hardest ideal that we have to live up to because it, it's a hard thing. But that's the, one, that's the one thing that we try to live up to every day. And what I'm looking at, like, in Bethlehem, I, in, in, we were discussing a sister city. Yeah. So when— this came to your desk. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, you know, growing up in Bethlehem, I think that, you know, my Bethlehem history, that I've been here my whole life, and, you know, that story that we've heard so many times, those stories have often been reflected in our inst- institutions and the parts of our history that we, that we honor. And there's nothing wrong with that. Th- those are beautiful histories, too. But one of the things that I always thought in, in, in Bethlehem as I was going to school in the Bethlehem Area School District and I was meeting new people is that there were other histories and there were other, other relationships throughout the world that I don't think we necessarily honored or um, invested in like we should. We have sister cities throughout the world. We have multiple ones in Europe. We have one in Japan. But one of the things that me and uh, Janine Santoro, our director of equity inclusion, talked about was we have this incredible connection with Puerto Rico here in the city of Bethlehem. And we often talk about how one of the things that we think is our biggest responsibilities is telling those stories that haven't been told, talking about those cultural exchanges, and letting people know that their history is one that we're going to value and that we're going to do everything we can to make sure that no matter what happens, we have that cultural history to talk about both now and into the future. Um, And that idea of a sister city with Puerto Rico was really a no-brainer to us. But as with most ideas, it it was a good idea. But then we started to think about how do you accomplish this? How do you do it, you know, with our community? How do you allow people to make the choice, but also to just think about how it would reflect um, with the other community in Puerto Rico because we were not trying to make a decision where we said we think this is what we should do and then just have it fall that fall down because that's not the way you build anything meaningful. And I congratulate you because I, I've been following this up and, and it's really interesting. And and one of the things that I, that I, I get from this is that it just kind of like acknowledges mm-hmm. that that the people like you know it's, it's not just like we're going to be acknowledging puerto rico yeah. all the time because there's so many great cultures here yeah. in bethlehem but in this particular sense yeah. you know they it's kind of, of giving like the recognition yeah. to to the people of puerto rico and, and, and what they have brought in yeah. to our and, to our bethlehem and absolutely and i think if you look at that if you look at that history i know for myself I don't think I met anybody that was of Puerto Rican ancestry until I went to Northeast Middle School. And I remember thinking to myself as I got older, 
is if you don't have those experiences, there are whole parts of your community that you don't know about, that it's very easy for people to build lives by which they build the street here, build the street here, build the street here, and you're not interacting with people different than you. And some of my best friends now to this day are kids that um, came from Puerto Rico that I met at Northeast and I met at Liberty. And you know we looked at it as an opportunity to tell the stories, to honor, to cherish, and I will also say is, you know, for me, as I've gotten to know more and more of those family stories, and I, this, I say this selfishly, like it's fun to me to, to, to learn about what, what happened in places of our community that I didn't know about, whose mom or whose grandfather, whose grandmother started that business, or they bought that house there, or they're, you know, they, they, they know each other from back when they were, and I, and I said to myself, you know, we have a wonderful history here in Bethlehem. And like I said, I'm right in the middle of my family's right in the middle of that very Moravian history. But there, there's room for other histories to be honored and to be talked about. And we also are very honest and cognizant that Bethlehem has a wonderful history, but our history is not perfect. And, you know, there were decisions made through the hundreds of years, as I say, there's nothing for us to do about it now, but there were limitations on who could buy land in Bethlehem. Mm. Bethlehem Steel's policy towards hiring uh, African-Americans really limited the growth of our African-American community. And even some of the early steel decisions about where Puerto Ricans would work within the steel and where they would live had decades and decades and decades ramifications and consequences. Now, I am going to get more into the nitty-gritty of the sister city with Janine Santoro when I have an interview with her. But what would you say to the people that say, why get into this at this time? Mm -hmm. Why waste our time? Yeah. What would you tell them? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that it's a waste. And I think one of the beautiful things about the conversations that have come up, and Janine and I were very intentional about this from the beginning, is that we felt that people in our community were going to have uh, a lot of opinions about what this could be going in the future. Could it be about economic development? Could it be about cultural exchange? Could it be about history? And those bonds with the community, I think there's been a lot of talk in America about how once people had their church or they had Bethlehem Steel, or they had these institutions which gave us these common experiences. One of the things that we take the most seriously is like we want to build those spaces where people share share something, where they feel connected to each other. I think it's very easy in 2023 to live a life of isolation or on your own, or you feel like it's me against the world. And what we wanted to do here, as we do with everything in the city, is we want to build something that a lot of people can enjoy, that a lot of people can be a part of, and that you're building that type of community connection. You're building that space where people can be together. Now, people say, okay, what are we going to give Puerto Rico? And I said to myself, Puerto Rico has a lot of entrepreneurs. Puerto Rico yeah. have a lot of a lot to give. Yeah. So I, I have that, that thing that you told me once. I said, it's a two-way street. It's yeah. not just like, oh, Batman's going to go give anything. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes it's like the bad perception of people that we're going to go there and, and kind of give away our everything we have. But they have good educators. They mm -hmm. have good physicians. They have cultural. They have, they have so many things to give. As so we have yeah. things to give. And some of our entrepreneurs might say, oh, my goodness, yeah. uh, they're sitting over there in billions of dollars and nobody has done anything. Yeah. We have our entrepreneurs here that could go over there and do something and help them. Yeah. So 
it's a, it's like a, a two way street in this. Yeah, period. and and we say that all the time. Is like or any relationship, any any friendship, any family, any relationship between a business or an institution and a community. If it's really a relationship, it is a two way street. Like you can't just determine what the other person wants. And we looked at this as well as an opportunity. And the most important thing to us was just to create that structure, to, to bring the people together. Beyond that, we don't know where it's going to go. It's organic. We want it just to be something that exists to be able to meet whatever it is that whatever community becomes our sister city in Puerto Rico and whatever people within the city want it to be going forward, it can be that. But I think one of the mistakes people often make is you know, trying to assume that they know how the other person feels when they say something. So, well, I didn't mean it that way. Or I was giving that person a compliment. Like, you're not the only person that gets to decide that. Like, mm -hmm. the, other, the other person is receiving that as well. And we didn't want to just create this literal sister city, but we also, and this is something that I'm sure Janine is going to talk about as well, is everything we do is about setting a standard about how you do things. It's not just what you're doing. It's about how you're doing things and you're modeling what it is that you think is going to lead to success and meaningful connections. And that's true respect. And true respect means you don't get to decide how the other person is going to feel or what they want from this. And we're excited about that. I'm excited to talk to you about this because, hey, I'm excited to see what it's all going to bring to us. And, and I know, like, I love Bethlehem. And I know that that you love Bethlehem and whatever we both bring to this beautiful town is going to be, like you say, a two-way street. It's going to mm -hmm. be really something wonderful and something that makes us grow. Yeah. And Mayor Reynolds, I mean, I'm honored. And like, you know, I'm so grateful that you took your time because I know you're busy and that you were running all, all yeah. over the place and you have so many things. Give me one of the quickest things that you want us to, to kind of know, one of the things that you're working on that yeah. you would like besides the sister city that you want us to know? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest priority we have right now is obviously the issue of housing within our community and within the Lehigh Valley. You know, housing keeps getting more and more expensive. It's the biggest uh, cost driver for everybody. And one of the things that we spend a lot of time on, the most amount of our time, is both working within the city and also within the Lehigh Valley about how we can do something to both define that problem, educate people on that problem, and talk about solutions. Um, because we just can't be an area. One of the beautiful things about Bethlehem has always been that you could move here no matter how much money you had and you could start a life and have opportunity. And we are spending a lot of our time working on working on issues um, surrounding housing and how we create some affordability for people, not just in Bethlehem, but throughout the Lehigh Valley. What can I say? It has been an honor and a pleasure to have you here with me tonight. And I'm going to be looking forward to my interview with Janine. And I wish you all the best your new baby, okay? And I know this, like, it just reflects in your face, like, <laughs> you look so happy. So yeah. because it's, it's something so powerful, like, I'm, uh, I'm just feeling yeah. the same because of the new baby that I'm going to be having soon in yeah. my house. Yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And I would just finish by saying, I say this all the time, is my job and our job in City Hall is easier because there are so many people like yourself that wake up and want to do something good in our community. So I, I have to thank you for both hosting this conversation and everything you do. Thank you. That makes me feel good. <laughs> you take care and bless you and bless your family, okay? Take Thank care. You. You're listening to Charla Comunitaria. We will be right back. 
thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. It has been very fascinating talking to Mayor Reynolds, and we have a special person here with us. Her name is Janine Santoro. She's the Director of Equity and Inclusion for the City of Bethlehem. Janine, welcome to Charla Comunitaria. Thank you, Aurea. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a gift to see you. Janine, before we begin and kind of following up with the Sister City project that you're working on, I want the audience, our Spanish-speaking audience and our English-speaking audience also, to know you as the person. Like, sometimes we know, oh, she's working here, it's just a, a title. No, I want, besides anything that is a title, what, what is Janine the daughter, Janine the wife, Janine the mother. Tell me something more about you so people will know Janine Santoro. She's yeah, just a director of equity and inclusion, but more than that, can you tell me more about you? Sure. So actually, I am one of those implants that have come to Bethlehem. So I came here in 2015 from New Jersey. I came with my now husband. We have two beautiful children together. And um, one of the things that I think has driven me to all of my work here in the Lehigh Valley, including this position, is just the ability to connect with people, to find maybe some gaps or, you know, problems that might exist in trying to see how we can connect people with resources. And so before this position, I was at the Southside branch of Bethlehem Area Public Library. So I did a lot of uh, that work there. And I was a chaplain at St. Luke's University Health Network. And while those positions were completely different, the main thing they had in common was meeting people where they were in a time where they didn't know where to go and they didn't know what their life would look like after a significant event, whether that was a job loss or whether it was a big health event uh, that they didn't see coming. And so I think I take um, some of the some of the things that I've done with um, in New Jersey in ministry, some of the things I've done at the library, and some of the things I've done in chaplaincy, I bring that to this position. Um, and just to who I am as a person, which is just someone that wants to help and someone to see people succeed um, and be the best version of themselves. So um, we're trying to find ways to do that systemically in this position. But I think that only happens if we all bring our full selves to the position. Um, so like you said, we don't compartmentalize. We become fully embodied in, in who we are as, as people to our work. So we could learn from Janine that Janine serves from the heart. That's what we learn from from what you say, that, that whatever you do, you're doing it from the heart. Yeah, I think, um, and what's wonderful is I don't do that on my own. We have wonderful people in the mayor's office and in City Hall that really serve with that same heart, and they really are public servants. And so it's really important to know that people have different backgrounds that you, than you, different areas of expertise, and at the same time, we're all serving from that place of, of love and deep care for the community. That is super important. Now, we were talking to Mayor Reynolds, and we were kind of getting into one specific area that he's working because he's working many different ways to get our city running. And he was uh, talking to us about the sister city. 
What is a sister city? Sure. So uh, Sister City, um, they're really known for promoting peace between two different cities, promoting and officiating relationships that might exist in an unofficial capacity, but maybe there's a need to formalize that relationship to allow for bigger things to happen in those communities. Sometimes they look like intercultural exchanges. Uh, so we have some sister cities like Tondabayashi, Japan, where there, it's a big intercultural exchange there. And also opportunities to share research and to share big projects, which, you know, as we'll talk about with Puerto Rico, could be a tremendous opportunity for us. So a sister city relationship could look like a lot of different things. As the mayor said before, we have five existing sister cities with Schwabisch Gemun, Germany, Corfu, Greece, uh, Foyana di Valfortore, Italy, uh, Mursko Sobata in Slovenia, and Tandabayashi, Japan. And each of those sister city relationships looks radically different from the other one. And the commissions that organize the events and that lead the different initiatives that come out of them are all radically different. So while a sister city has these broad initiatives that encompass those relationships, it can look like anything and it can be led in any way that the commission and those municipalities want that relationship to look like. So there's a lot of freedom there. Now, how does this process work? Just guide me, take me there, like, I believe people want to know, like, if you could take me, like, give me, like, a picture of how this works and, and what is, what are you doing in order to make it work? Sure. So I'll start kind of where Mary Reynolds left off, which is, you know, when we uh, started talking about this potential for a sister city in Puerto Rico, it really had to come from the community, right? So it's it's one thing if we want to enable certain things to happen on a municipal level and in a supportive way, uh, but really it has to start with the community. So in fall of last year, we really talked to the Latino Advisory Council both individually and then all together in um, the regular meetings that were happening to see if they thought this was something that that Bethlehem, that our um, Hispanic Latinx population would would want to to have here. And so it really was a resounding yes. There was a lot of excitement about it, um, but there was a lot of conversation about what that would look like um, and how that could happen. And there was a lot of care and concern about the way we went about it. And I know one of the things that came up is um, the idea like Puerto Rico is not a separate country, right? It is part of the United States. And so one of the things was exploring, you know, we don't ever want it to be like Bethlehem is choosing their sister city as if like we are in this dominant position to choose somebody mm. and then they have no agency in the matter. What we really wanted was there to be just a very authentic, transparent process of how we honor our roots here, our history here, the dynamic Puerto Rican history here. Um, how do we honor the different things and events that have happened, like Hurricane Maria in 2017? And um, what are those opportunities that you alluded to in the first part of the interview? What do those look like uh, for the future? So we had a lot of conversation about those things and how we would select a city to pursue based on And those. I know that you had gone through a long process, and I know that you have tried to kind of uh, inform everyone, every place, And there was a kind of a survey or, or something like that. Uh, can you explain to us what, if we had any results or sure. what happened? There? Sure. So we uh, we had a press conference at March 30th, or um, right at the end of March. And what we did was said, you know, here's our Latino Advisory Council. We wanted to uh, announce our search for a sister city in Puerto Rico. And we named all those reasons why we thought this was the right time and the right moment to seek a relationship like this. Um, so that survey opened March 30th. 30th and stayed open until April 30th. 
we had good engagement with 162 surveys, um, and it was really cool to see where the surveys were coming in from and even having interest. I got um, emails from San Juan, so people <laughs> heard about it even, <laughs> even in Puerto Rico. And so there's just not just interest here communally, but even in Puerto Rico as we have this conversation. And so we opened that survey, we tallied the results, and we had a community conversation at the Hispanic Center on May 31st to talk about next steps. I know that there's a group that is coming, like, that they're so excited too, that you know, many of the groups, I know the Ponce Society and all these, and Patillas is going to bring also a group over here uh, uh, with Bethlehem to have a baseball game. So they're so excited. So it's like the mayor says in the, at the beginning of the interview, it's a two-way street. You know, excitement is part of all this, right? It'd just be like Bethlehem trying to decide something, but it's both of the Puerto Rico and Bethlehem at the same time. Now, we discussed that Puerto Rico is not a country, and you really got into the nitty-gritty is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a country, right? That because of our different interchange of culture and, and that is kind of, a good match for, for, for a sister city, right? Mm-hmm. So we got. Now, when, when the results came in, and, and you already, I know that you announced it, like, where are you announcing all these uh, surveys? How can people get involved? Is there still time for them to get involved? Absolutely. So after our community conversation, um, some of the things that came up were that I think um, the community was looking for more outreach. Um, So they applauded the efforts that already existed. And many people on our Latino Advisory Council are in nonprofits and in uh, local businesses and very forward-facing institutions. So even though there was that outreach, people really wanted to see um, efforts made through some of the upcoming events that are happening in June. So we decided we would reopen the survey and we would have a presence at like the Holy Infancy Multicultural Festival, um, the Sabor Latin Festival at um, Arts Quest, and also the Hispanic Center Gala, which is June 23rd, and uh, the Latino Leadership Alliance brunch at Northampton Community College on June 24th. So just in June alone, we had a lot of different opportunities to be able to make sure that we do a little bit more uh, intentional outreach face-to-face and make the survey a little bit more accessible for folks and um, make sure that we were tapping into the very local population here and uh, hearing their voice and what they want to see in a sister city relationship. What I'm looking at is that we're having a fair process. We're trying to involve as many people as possible. And whatever city uh, gets the privilege of being, you know, a sister city in a two-way process, Puerto Rico wins. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's important. I just want that to be, it's not about one city or the other. It's about Puerto Rico and the relationship that it has with Bethlehem. And I'm so grateful that you guys have, um, the city, the mayor, you, have been involved in this so honestly and so strongly and given us the opportunity to kind of like, you know, have this wonderful exchange. And I'm so grateful. Janine, I know that we discuss you as a person, but what drives you to do this? What drives you? So what I will say is um, that I myself, my mother is French and German, 
and my father is Puerto Rican, grew up in Puerto Rico, and only moved to New York um, and New Jersey uh, later on in his life when he, where he met my mother. But honestly, I really think about the youth. I think of how important it is to tell our story, our local history, and how sometimes um, we don't have the access to those resources. And it's only because you know somebody in the community. Like I'm thinking of Olga Negron, I'm thinking of Guillermo Lopez, I'm thinking of uh, Judge Nancy Matos Gonzalez, all these people that really have made strides in the community. I mean, when we were talking about the sister city, we were talking about honoring like the Puerto Rican Beneficial Society, you know, what is now the Hispanic Center. Uh, we're honoring like all the Puerto Rican led churches and all the institutions here in Bethlehem. And so how do people come to find Find out that history if you don't already know somebody. And so um, for me, it's incredibly important as someone that has different cultural backgrounds, whether you move somewhere or whether you grew up here, to know your history and to know the strides that your ancestors have, have made. Um, and I'm going to quote Guillermo Lopez because he says something really important. He said, you are your ancestors while this dream. And so I think as we decide, like, how do we move forward? How do we create chances for others like us um, that don't have those chances right now? And it, on, honestly, it's about honoring the history and seeing what's been done. And this is a way to do that. This is a very concrete way to honor the history, figure out what the needs are presently and make pathways for the future. And we can do that through a sister city relationship. Janine Santoro, thank you for your time, for your efforts, and for your work. Bethlehem is blessed to have you. Well, and thank you for amplifying all these voices that are also trying to make sure that people know about what's going on. So thank you, Adia, for your work. You're listening to Charla Comunitaria. Thank you for listening tonight, and we will see you next month. Take care. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.